Is the B1, B2 the right visa to enter the U.S. to participate in a business meeting, attend a conference or a convention, negotiate a contract? Yes on the B1, but no on a B2 only. If you have a combination B1, B2 visa, you should inform the U.S. Customs Officer of the main purpose of your visit. Get admitted in the right classification. The B-1 is more flexible than the B-2 classification. You may engage in tourism and business activities with a B-1, but the B-2 is for tourism only, with very limited exceptions in special circumstances. Hello and welcome to the Legal Immigrant Podcast. I'm Diane Williams, your host and a U.S. immigration attorney at Diane Williams Law. In this episode, I'll discuss the B-1 visitor visa, traveling to the U.S. for business. The B-1 visa or combined B-1-B-2 visa is for non-immigrants who seek to enter the U.S. temporarily for business reasons and tourism. To get the visa or to gain entry to the U.S. on this visa, you need to show you will participate in only permitted activities. So what's allowed on a B-1 visa? The U.S. Department of State's Foreign Affairs Manual is the official guidance for the U.S. consulates and embassies that issue visas. The B-1 is for visitors traveling to the U.S. to participate in business activities of a commercial nature. These include the following. Engage in commercial transactions or sales, such as providing exhibitions, taking orders, negotiating and signing contracts for products that are made outside the U.S. An exception is the activities must not involve gainful employment or performance of work in the U.S. and must not result in compensation. On a B-1, you may also consult with business associates and attend business meetings and trainings required by a foreign employer. You may not perform work or receive income, especially from a U.S.-based company during this time. The B-1 allows you to litigate, including to participate in a lawsuit, take a claim to a court of law, or settle an estate. You may accept monetary rewards based on a court order. On a B-1, you may attend a scientific, educational, professional, or business convention, conference, or meeting, trade show, or event on a specific dates. You may also do independent research, but without receiving any salary or income or compensation from a U.S.-based source or institution. The B-1 is also for visitors traveling to the U.S. to pursue employment incidental to their professional activities. Examples are ministers of religion and missionaries. Ministers of religion may receive B-1 visas to participate in an evangelical tour as long as they do not accept appointment with any one church and will be supported by contributions at each evangelical meeting. B-1 visas are also granted to ministers temporarily exchanging pulpits with U.S. counterparts, provided they are reimbursed by the foreign church and will receive no pay from the host church in the U.S. B-1 visas are issued to members of religious denominations, whether ordained or not, entering the U.S. solely to temporarily perform missionary work for a denomination, 
as long as they do not sell articles or solicit or accept donations, and will receive no pay from U.S. sources other than a reimbursement for incidental expenses. Missionary work includes religious instruction, aid to the elderly or needy, and proselytizing, but not ordinary administrative work or ordinary labor for hire. Another example is participants in voluntary service programs. You may use the B1 to participate in a voluntary service program benefiting U.S. local communities. A voluntary service program is a project run by a recognized religious or nonprofit charitable organization to assist the poor or the needy, or to further a religious or charitable cause. You must be a committed member of the organization. Activities may involve attending meetings. Speaking at a conference or assisting with an event, but you may not use the B1 to circumvent the R1 non-immigrant religious worker visa process and live in the U.S. or work for religious or non-profit charitable organization. No pay may be received from a U.S. source other than allowance or reimbursement for incidental expenses. Another example is professional athletes. Golfers, auto racers, and other professional athletes may use the B1 visa to participate in a tournament or sporting event and receive prize money, but they cannot receive salary or any other payment. The B1 visa is also issued to athletes or team members who seek to enter the U.S. as members of a foreign-based team to compete with another sports team, provided the athlete. And the sports team have their principal place of business or activity in a foreign country. The income of the foreign-based team and the salary of its players are earned in a foreign country, and the foreign-based team is a member of an international sports league, or the sporting activities involved have an international dimension. Investors may also use the B1 to come to the U.S. to seek investment. This includes investment that would qualify you. For an E2 non-immigrant investor visa or EB5 immigrant visa, you may use the B1 to survey potential sites for a business, or to lease business space, or to observe and monitor potential qualifying investments. As long as you otherwise qualify for the visa, such as not plan to enter the U.S. to pursue permanent residence, you may not perform productive labor or actively manage the business. While you're in the U.S. in B status, the B-1 may be used for certain other business activities. Examples are commercial or industrial workers. You may use the B-1 to travel to the U.S. to install, service, or repair commercial or industrial equipment or machinery purchased from a non-U.S. company to a U.S. buyer, or to train U.S. workers to perform such services. The contract of sale must specifically require the seller to provide these services or training, and the visa applicant must have unique knowledge that is essential to the seller's contractual obligation to perform the services or training. The visa applicant must receive no compensation from a U.S. source. You are not allowed to perform building or construction work, whether on-site or in-plant. The exception is for supervising or training other workers engaged in building or construction work. The B-1 may also be used for specific types of clerkships. Normally, 
Applicants who seek to obtain hands-on clerkship experience do not qualify for B-1 visa classification. The exceptions are medical clerkship. Students at a foreign medical school who seek to enter the U.S. to take an elective clerkship at a U.S. medical school's hospital without remuneration from the hospital. The medical clerkship is only for medical students pursuing their normal third or fourth year internship in a U.S. medical school as part of a foreign medical school degree. An elective clerkship provides practical experience and instructions in the disciplines of medicine and is supervised by faculty physicians at a U.S. medical school's hospital as an approved part of the foreign medical school education. It does not apply to graduate medical training, which is restricted by INA 212E and normally requires a J-1 visa. Another type of clerkship that is allowed on a B-1 is related to business or other professional or vocational activities. Persons who seek to only observe the conduct of business or other professional or vocational activity may use the B-1, but they have to pay for their own expenses. Persons who wish to get practical experience through on-the-job training or clerkships must instead get an HL or J visa or other appropriate visa that allows work in the U.S. The B-1 does not authorize employment or allow you to work in the U.S. The B-1 permits you to engage in business activities other than perform skilled or unskilled labor. A U.S. Customs officer lawfully admits you to the U.S. to participate in legitimate B-1, B-2 visitor activities, and the U.S. Consular officer issues the visa for legitimate B-1, B-2 purposes. U.S. immigration problems may occur if you perform activities that are not entirely consistent with the terms and conditions of the visa and your status. Even helping out a family member or friend in their business, even if you don't get paid, can cause problems. Remote worker or working for a foreign employer may also cause issues. Whether remote work for a foreign employer on U.S. soil is allowed on a visitor visa does not have a clear-cut answer. During a business trip or vacation, for example, you might need to check in with your boss or team overseas. This is a gray area where it's better to err on the side of caution. Even if you're a freelancer, independent contractor, or employee of a foreign employer, and the income source is outside the United States, you might still face U.S. immigration issues if you perform work during your B-1-B-2 visit. This is especially problematic if some clients or customers are in the U.S. or you get paid while you're physically in the U.S. U.S. tax law states that income from services performed for a foreign employer by someone present in the United States is deemed to be U.S. income unless all three of the following conditions are met. One, you perform personal services as an employee of or under a contract with a non-resident alien individual, a foreign partnership, or a foreign corporation that is not engaged in a trade or business in the U.S., or you work for an office or place of business maintained in a foreign country or possession of the U.S. by a U.S. corporation, 
a U.S. partnership or U.S. citizen or resident. Two, you perform these services while you are a non-resident alien temporarily present in the U.S. for a period of not more than a total of 90 days during the tax year. And three, your pay for these services is not more than $3,000. Chapter 3 of IRS Publication 519, U.S. Tax Guide for Aliens, states that if you do not meet all three conditions, your income from personal services performed in the U.S. is U.S. source income and is taxable in the U.S. The B-1-B-2 visa does not permit you to have U.S. income. Although some lawyers argue tax law is independent from immigration law, a U.S. immigration officer might find that you, in fact, violated your visitor status simply because you performed work on U.S. soil without authorization. The B-1 visa and status allow you to negotiate contracts, attend business meetings, and make deals to perform the work outside the U.S., but not to actually do the work during your visit. The B-2 visa and status permits you to engage in tourism and recreational visits only, with very limited exceptions in special circumstances. There is a special type of B-1 visa for personal or domestic employees of U.S. citizens living abroad, U.S. citizens on temporary assignment in the U.S., foreign nationals in non-immigrant status, and lawful permanent residents. These personal or domestic employees may receive the special B-1 visa to enter the U.S. and perform work in the employer's household. Specific requirements must be met for them to actually get the B-1 visa for this purpose. In addition, they have to apply for and receive an employment authorization card after entering the U.S. on the B-1 to actually start performing the work. So what are the eligibility requirements to get a B-1 visa? Like B-2 visa applicants, B-1 applicants must show the following. 1. They maintain a residence in a foreign country, which they do not intend to abandon. Under U.S. immigration law, the term residence is defined as the place of general abode, that is, your principal actual dwelling place in fact, without regard to intent. You must have strong ties to your country, including family connections, property ownership, investments, and steady employment. The second requirement is to show that you intend to stay in the U.S. for a specific limited period. The expected length of stay must match the stated purpose of the trip. You must show with reasonable certainty that you will leave the U.S. upon completing your visit prior to the expiration of the authorized stay. The third thing to show is that you seek to enter solely to engage in legitimate activities permitted by the visa. You must be coming to the U.S. only to complete activities that are allowed by your visa classification. U.S. consular officers will deny the visa and U.S. customs officers will deny the entry if they have reason to believe or know that, while in the U.S. as a visitor, you will engage in unlawful or criminal activities. You must have the funds and make arrangements to cover the cost of the trip and your stay in the U.S. Otherwise, the U.S. consular officer or customs officer could find that you will work in the U.S. without authorization 
to cover expenses. Even if you have a valid visa, the customs officer may question you extensively about your travel plans to determine whether to admit you to the country. You may even be issued an expedited removal order at the U.S. port of entry if the customs officer determines you have previously violated your B visa status or intend to do so. In addition, you must have no immigration violations or criminal offenses that make you inadmissible to the U.S. Otherwise, you will need to qualify for an inadmissibility waiver. You will not receive the visa or be admitted if you are barred from entering the U.S. due to U.S. immigration violations or criminal offenses that make you inadmissible under U.S. immigration law. These include the 310-year bar due to accrual of lawful presence of more than 180 days during a prior stay, conviction for a crime involving moral turpitude, such as theft or fraud, that does not qualify for the petty offense or youthful offender exception, and willful misrepresentation of material facts or fraud to gain entry into the U.S. When you're inadmissible, but are otherwise eligible for the visa, you may file for a 212-D3 non-immigrant waiver to be excused from almost all inadmissibility grounds. A separate consent to reply for admission into the U.S. will be needed if you are barred due to a prior removal order or illegal or attempted illegal re-entry into the U.S. If you have trouble getting a visitor visa, it's best to work with an experienced U.S. immigration attorney in your next application. Failure to overcome the presumption of immigrant intent and to show strong ties abroad is one of the common reasons for a visa refusal or denial. Inadmissibility bars can also prevent a visa grant or your admission into the U.S. For specific guidance on the B-Visa application, you may contact me for consultation to assess your visa eligibility, advise you on the forms and documents to submit, and assist you with the application process to get the visa. For more information, I encourage you to read the articles listed in the show notes of this episode. Keep in mind that entering the U.S. too frequently for extended visits on a B-1 or combined B-1-B-2 visitor visa may lead to problems down the line. If you found value in this episode, please share it with others. Your shares, downlines, subscribes, and positive reviews will help others to find the show. Thank you for joining me, and tune in again next time.